All right, so welcome again to Lionel's podcast here. I am uh, Smith, and with me is... I am Senior Executive Chief Host Seth, and you have joined us for a very special episode, because we're about to do something that no podcast has ever done before. Listen to me. This is a new claim. No podcast has ever radicalized someone live technically uh-huh. and we're gonna do it because for the first episode ever we have a guest and we're here with uh uh hollywood insider uh a fellow man, podcast host fellow podcast host hey guys uh my name's ben and i do not know what i've got myself into he doesn't he has no idea he's listening to the podcast except for the shitty star wars episode and he still has no idea what he's doing i contend into. that the star wars episode is not shitty it was misunderstood and by the way it's currently tied for our least popular episode so you tell me what that means. At least okay. it holds some kind of record. It yeah. does hold a record. That mm-hmm. is that that's that's what it's going for. But so just to get things started off, if you've listened to this, you know what the host, you know what our political views are. We are hardcore leftists, basically. I believe, and this is just from what I know about Ben. I've known Ben for basically my entire life. Since second grade, yeah. yeah. I do believe that Ben is more of a liberal than a leftist, but let's let Ben. Ben, what do you, what are your, what do you, what do you, how do you describe yourself in the political spectrum? Uh, basically, yeah, I, I would consider myself a liberal. And honestly, before I started listening to this, I didn't think there was much of a difference, you know, but just like over time, I've learned that there's, there's like two main sides, but then those sides kind of split off, you know. Okay. And uh, I would definitely consider myself more of a liberal than anything. So, what do you think leftists are? What, what do you What do you think our beliefs are? Just from what you've heard, dirty, good for nothing commies. That's what. <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He is. I mean, that's not, not wrong. wrong. <laughs> that's what I was taught in school. We, yeah, that's we all went. We all went to the same school. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what we were taught. Same teachers who stu- who talk just like that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Ben is a little more of a liberal. And we're about to turn him into a hardcore leftist. <laughs> right here on air. It's gonna be great. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you how do you want to go about doing this what's our, all right, what's our so first, first of all topic? first of all ben what is your opinion on capitalism do you think it works do you think it not do you what do you what do you think is on going on with capitalism okay what's going on with capitalism right now uh i can't really say i'm that well versed in the topic of that's capital. fine that's fine all i know is like like i personally like i believe i i believe in the free market you know i believe in you know Selling, God, great job! <laughs> this is the second episode in a row. Set, I'm gonna reprimand you over this. You're gonna get a fucking podcast demerit. All right, one more time, you get busted down and round. I'll, I'll commit podcast seppuku if it happens one more time. Okay, all yeah. right. Oof. But go on, capitalism. Yeah, capitalism. Uh, free market. I believe in that. I believe if you got something to sell, you should sell it. Okay, I, <laughs> I'm not entirely against that. I okay. see what I, I kind of see where you're coming from. Um. Our opinions on capitalism right. are a little more negative. Yeah. Um, and I believe that I don't. I don't think anyone, even liberals, can disagree that capitalism disproportionately helps the one percent, the rich, and one hundred percent fucks over the rest of people in the entire nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can give you that. Uh, it certainly like it. Does, it certainly does seem like once you have money, it feels like. They're trying really hard to screw over the people who don't have money. So exactly. I, I, I've definitely started seeing more of that. Yeah, especially and, with uh, this new tax reform yeah. that just happened that is insanely fucking over high, even high class, to everything to low class. Mm-hmm. Anything that isn't like millionaire level is pretty pretty fucked right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Oh, go ahead. As I was saying, and it, Seth uh, is more leaning towards the socialist spectrum. Yes. Whereas I tend to go more towards communism mm-hmm. or... Uh, 
my ideal would be syndicalism, where trade unions would, would own the means of production, and they would run things that way. I'm not, I'm not opposed as a transitionary idea to the idea of market socialism, which I agree. is I agree with sort that. of like we rate we highly heavily regulate the markets, we help to create to prevent monopolies, which are a problem we're seeing right now with with uh, Disney buying twenty first century Fox. Yeah. Other companies acquiring each other all the time. There was who was it that was trying to buy somebody? CNN was involved in some kind of like. Yeah, they were trying to buy some other. But they, they, they told them no. They cut. They, surprisingly, once, yeah, the damn antitrust <laughs> laws kicked in. An actual monopoly law <laughs> insane. helped someone. Yeah, for once. So I mean, I feel like if we could bust those up, we could keep things sort of like closer to what you know, classical liberals, as they call themselves, people who believe in the the essence of the free market. Uh, I mean, sure, that works fine in there in 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 a world where the. There's a regulation on the market because the market doesn't regulate itself. Free market isn't really free. It's sort of like it wants a monopoly to happen. But if you could, you know, have government, which we'll know, you know, like this, government come in there and sort of like help keep things from like glomming together into one big mega corporation like Disney is becoming. Yeah. I'm fine with that for as a transitionary yeah. idea. And there's always a big, there's just a big hypocrisy with the whole idea of all these capitalists who always talk about the free market because... If you're a hardcore capitalist and you you actually are like a business owner or something, you don't want competition. You say, oh, I want the free market and all this, which means competition. But inherently, if you're a business owner, you don't want any competition. You want to be the only one. You want to be a monopoly. So the idea of free market competes with the whole idea of being a capitalist in Mm -hmm. the end. And it's kind of a snake eating its own head in the end. Here's your question. Here's your question for you, Ben. All right. How do you feel about Elon Musk? Elon Musk? Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, any of those guys. I'm specifically afraid okay. Elon Musk just okay. for this, okay, just for this question. I feel like the product he has to offer is very interesting. I feel like Tesla cars, that while you know, while electrical cars are not as uh, widespread as they are, I feel like they're definitely good for the environment in the long run, so I like the product he's given us. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know much about him, so I can't really tell you how I feel about him as a person. But okay. from listening to the few episodes I have, I can tell you guys really do not like this man. <laughs> <laughs> well, recently, this last week, Elon Musk said that uh, people don't like to ride the train because it is crowded, it's dirty, and anyone on the train could be a serial killer. Which, And this is a man who has been proposing this idea of his hyperloop, this magnetic le- train that would cross the nation for a long time. And if a person views the train as being a place that people don't want to go, maybe they shouldn't be involved in building the actual infrastructure that's going to put people in mass transit. Yeah. He, he seems to have a pretty hypocritical view of, of, of that whole idea of, of mass transit. And some people, you know, obviously like the train. I love the train. I go to Atlanta to ride the MARTA. I love yeah. the MARTA. People, I, lived in, I lived in Atlanta for six months and I drove the MARTA every single day. People from Atlanta always tell me how much they hate the MARTA, how people are like constantly taking shits on it. They're, they're puking <laughs> in the in the aisles. Me, I love it. Put me on that train. I ride it all day. It's like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah a train uh, surrounded by serial killers and people with shit is like just makes you really, really feel at home. Yeah, yeah definitely. Here's the, thing about, here's the thing I think about. Mm-hmm. Anybody on the train could be a serial killer. Which means I could be a serial killer. Uh-huh. Which means if they try to serial kill me, I would a serial kill them. <laughs> okay, so it's like that. It's okay, cool. So there's like two serial, like, like a trucker who kills people, picks up a hitchhiker, kills people. But the hitchhiker is a hitchhiker who kills truckers. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's two serial killers sitting in the same car. Man, that's awkward, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty awkward. Every yeah. person on a train is now a serial killer. Oh, shit. That'd be a movie right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's that? It's like he- it's Heisenberg's it's train. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the opposite of Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. But back to the Elon Musk idea mm-hmm. and just the general idea of these technocrats, people like Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, 
a lot of the people, Jeff Bezos, people we bring up a, a, a little bit. Um, the thing is, well, I, I believe that they can be popular with liberals is because they're also liberals. They're Democrats. They're liberals. And the, only, and the big problem there is, of course, capitalism, because they are liberals, and they because of that, they believe capitalism works because it's worked for them. All those guys together have like a trillion dollars. I mean, each one has at least about $60 billion, at least, just in a bank somewhere. Um, capitalism worked for them, and because of that, they want to push on everybody else mm -hmm. so that, because all those guys are also people who are trying to automate any job they can and take away um, unions and rights from every worker that works for them and eventually basically want to eliminate um, the workforce in general and kind of leave people out to dry. Yeah. Which could, could all, it could lead to the best case scenario there would be they automate everything and then, but do implement universal basic income, which if, have you heard of this idea? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Basically, it's the idea that every person, just for being a citizen in America, you will get, like, let's say $1,000. That's kind of the baseline. It's $1,000 a month. Mm -hmm. um, they, they, the government gives you every month to kind, live. Kind of like in the Simpsons movie. You know, like, welcome yes. to Canada. Here's $1,000. Exactly. And, you know, you have uh, housing will be provided by the government, all that kind of stuff. only thing is you pay for the, basically well, the luxuries. Be well, careful on that because UBI isn't that extensive eventually, well, yet. Un under... Under what I would like to see, yeah. my idea is, you know, housing and all that would be provided well, for you. You see people like Zuckerberg and Warren Buffett who say we should have UBI. And it to me, it's such a selfish, uh, like self-serving idea because they're obviously, they're smart enough to know that if the natives get too riled up, they're going to come for the people who have the shit they need. Yeah. So that's, it's, they're covering their own asses. But then they also say they're going to do things, but don't actually Op, no, no one does anything. No, you don't see Mark Zuckerberg out here funding his own UBI program. Yeah, as a Tesla pilot easily program could. or some shit. Yeah, definitely, dude. He's got like what sixty three billion dollars in the yeah, bank, just sitting somewhere. Jeff Bezos could feed the whole goddamn country for like years off yeah. of his hundred billion dollars he has. Which I mean, and the thing is, it's all once again just self serving, and you got to be careful about UBI because. It's, it can be used as a threat, a leverage over people. They can take it away from you, and they can use that to coerce you into doing things exactly. or voting a certain way. Like If a party ever gave someone UBI, it'd be great. They'd win elections for a long time. But then they could use that, the threat of, of, of the other guys taking it away, to let them push other policies on you. So yes. you got to be careful about this kind of stuff. you got to make these kind of policies where they can't be means-tested away, first of all, and they can't be taken away. You've already seen how they've done with Social Security and stuff to us, and Medicare and Medicaid, so yep. you got to watch out for that kind of thing. Yeah, and just recently, something we I think we can all agree on, liberals and leftists, uh, just recently, uh, net neutrality was mm. taken away. Mm -hmm. For now, oh, they are going to... What's been your opinion on net neutrality? You haven't yeah. heard from you about this. Uh, I, uh... What what's the guy's name? Ajit uh, Pai. Yeah, I fucking hate him. Yeah, I do. I do not like. I I I have wa I've watched videos of this dude. I've seen pictures. I watched uh, a stupid little video he made of like seven things you can uh, yeah. do without net neutrality. And I, I just I just want to punch him in his fucking face. Yeah. It's like I I was watching the news yesterday with my mom looking straight at him. And it's like mom, see that dude? I hate him. I really hate him. Yeah, see, and this this is the kind of attitude we're looking for. Yeah, see, yeah. and Ben's an everyman. He's just a regular person, not <laughs> yes. like us. So yeah. if he's feeling this way, what's other people thinking, you know? Yeah. Especially people who are our age, and, younger. And it's really interesting, the kind of um, conversations that are going on now, because it seems like, on on the outside, if you actually understand what net neutrality is, it's good for both sides of the political spectrum, especially how political discourse is going online. You know, every every t argument is on Twitter, on message boards, on everything. And net neutrality, 
you know, kind of means, hey, one day you might have to pay more just to get your political opinion out there. So, but the thing is, the thing that I've seen that's really insidious is that people from Democrats all the way to the hard left were the first people to jump on net neutrality and say this is something we need to keep. Mm -hmm. And because of that, people on the right think, oh, if we take it away, we get to we get to take those cuck libs down and they're going to be all mad, but they don't even realize they're hurting themselves in the process and they won't even be able to shit talk these cuck libs unless they pay more money for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw a post from 4chan's poll board where somebody was like, guys, I don't even know what neutrality is. I don't know what it entails, but all these liberals and Democrats are pissed it's going away, so it must be good if it goes away, right? Exactly. That's the mentality of these people. And ju- it's mm-hmm. just because... Dems and libs jumped jumped on it first, like mm-hmm. almost, basically ten years ago. I remember first starting to talk about net neutrality, honestly, um, when it was first getting threatened. And just because just because of that, since we were the first ones on it, it's it just it, it made it worse. And that they just were like, oh yeah, let's take it away. That sounds awesome. It's like a politics of spite. Yeah. And also on the same token, I've actually seen a bunch of uh, like conservatives as well who also really want to keep net neutrality. Yeah. So like the, s- the smart ones. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I've heard like somewhere like twenty million Americans have written or you know expressed their displeasure oh, with yeah. the FCC, and it all just came down to a three-person vote. Yeah, don't forget that Comcast was stealing the names and addresses of their subscribers to send fake comments to the FCC in favor of getting rid of net neutrality. And we found it out, and nothing happened. They yeah, still wanted yeah. to get rid of it anyways. Yeah. I've never in my lifetime seen a government just so, you know, like, yeah, corrupt, but, you know, just out there, just openly corrupt. Ever like, since. They do not care what we think about them, yeah. you know? Ever since November 9th, 2016, the government has stopped having to hide that it's awful. Because well, people talk about how democracy will fix this problem and solve it. I mean, the democracy, the popular vote went to Hillary Clinton. What the fuck? Where's the electoral college do? Didn't, didn't do it, right? Give it to somebody else. We all we all didn't want net neutrality to go away. FCC three person vote took it away from us. I mean, what the fuck good is democracy doing if it's not listening to the people? You know exactly How, who's it helping? Yeah. And then another thing that I loved we might have, we might have talked about this before. I don't even remember is that people like Comcast and Verizon were like we're not gonna take a we're 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 not gonna take add any more stuff to your ISP cost or whatever. Yeah, we're not gonna throttle you. Then yeah. why then why are you campaigning? First of for all, it? why are you already trying to do it already within the legal limits and. Are you you really think we think we're, you're not gonna do this to us? Like, yeah. just because you say you won't do it, which first of all you will, doesn't mean we should give you the option to do it. People mm-hmm. forget they were already testing this kind of stuff before the rules went into effect under the Obama administration, and they had to stop because of it. Now that they're gone, they're gonna do it again, and this time it's gonna be it's not gonna be a questionable legality. It's gonna be absolutely legal to do it. And this is the problem with the government that's in place in America currently is that decisions aren't made by the people. Mm. You know. It's not the popular vote wins. It's not what the people want actually wins. It's what a couple of people who are getting paid by the big businesses in America want. Yeah. Yeah. They only care about you just to get your votes and to get you into the uh, get you into the government. And, you know, once they're in there, they don't need you anymore. This reminds me of something that's happened recently, Ben. I, I, I like that you brought this up because oh, okay. after Doug Jones won in Alabama and they put out all the voter stats and you see that like 98% of black women voted for Doug Jones. First of all, what's going on with that 2% of black women that voted for Roy Moore? <laughs> I want to meet those voters for a second. Yeah, Just let me yeah. talk to them. But you see all these posts who are like, thank you, black women. You saved us. You, you've, you've kept us from having to deal with Roy Moore. First of all, you didn't save nobody from shit. Those white folks voted for, for Roy Moore mm-hmm. no matter. They didn't give a fuck. They wanted him to win. And second of all, 
what what are what is Doug Jones, who's already said that he'd consider voting with the Republicans when he gets to when he gets to the Senate because he's a fucking asshole? What's he doing for black people? What's what what are the Democrats doing for black people in general that earns them these votes? They say, hey, vote for us, we'll help you out. And then once they're done, they're like, thanks, guys, got your votes. We'll see you again in two or four, how many years? Yeah, and then they just keep taking money from big businesses and doing yeah. whatever the fuck the business want, want them to do because that's how they that's how they get their money. That's exactly. how they make their nut, you know. And it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I saw a lot of even I even kind of said this myself in just in just a moment of just not thinking. I was like, man, there's actually some hope left for Alabama. But then you look <laughs> at the statistics, and it's like, yeah, but forty nine percent of them still voted for Roy Moore and it was almost within recount range. Yeah. We were so close to just getting a new senator just like with the flip of a coin, you know? Yeah. It was insane. And they had fifty percent turnout in Alabama and half of those voted for fucking Roy Moore. So that means like a quarter of that state at least openly said, Let me vote for this pedophile dude, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like for real. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and I think like you said, uh about uh Doug Jones getting uh, all the black women vote and all that. And like you said, he hasn't really done anything for them. I think the reason that he just got those votes is because, you know, they don't want a pedophile. Yeah. In... That was the only thing. Yeah. Was It was just like, well, I don't want to vote for a pedophile. Yeah. So yeah. this is my other option, you know? Well, there was like 200 or something, 20 or 200, I can't remember the exact number, votes that were write-ins for fucking Nick Savon. Yeah. Fucking, that's that's like the margin of what fucking Roy Moore lost by. Saban. <laughs> Saban? Saban? I don't fucking... I'm thinking of the fucking guy, the Democratic guy who uh, makes Power Rangers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's... Cri- the, Chris. Is it Chris Saban? Chris Saban? No, Chris Saban is a... It's Saban. He's a professional wrestler, isn't he? Chris Saban? <laughs> Something close to that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, hey, that's that's Ben's thing, though. Wrestling, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll plug your podcast okay. later. Oh, okay. We'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> Unless you think there's some kind of political discourse going on with it. Wrestling? Uh-huh. Uh, the only thing I can think of is, you know, uh, Vince McMahon and Donald Trump are just openly really good friends. And, you know, yeah. his wife, Linda McMahon, holds a cabinet position yeah. in his thing. But uh, as far as I can tell, being an avid watcher of their programming, they haven't let their politics or anything slip into the programming. They've just kind of stayed neutral on that stuff, which, yeah. you know, is probably a good way to go, especially nowadays. I heard Vince was going to bring back his, his crazy-ass XFL idea yeah, in the yeah. 90s. Yeah, this news just dropped uh, Wednesday or so. There are rumors going around that he wants to bring back the XFL. He recently filed for new uh, copyrights and trademarks for the XFL, UFL, and he may make an announcement around January of 2018. Wow. And I don't know why he's wanting to do this, because it failed the first time. Why would he think this is going to succeed again? Because all the kneelers. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, <laughs> things like the XFL and wrestling are honestly the kind of stuff I want to see going yeah. forward into the future. They're just wacky, stupid things that are fun to watch. They're escape from reality. They're the Fast and Furious movies of television, you yeah. know? They're fun as hell to watch, and they're made by the people for the people. Mm-hmm. And they're they're great. Yeah. So that's kind of just a random opinion I have about entertainment. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's the future we want to build yeah. in our communist slash socialist whatever <laughs> society. <laughs> Fast and Furious will be the only movies in theaters, and wrestling will be the only show on TV. Mm. And it'll I, be awesome. I, I did see a wrestler. I don't know if you heard about this guy. He was wrestling in like Kentucky and West Virginia and places. And this is like, this is like either during the election or right after it. And his stage persona was he was the wrestling liberal. Yeah, the progressive and liberal. That's yeah, that's the guy, right? You yeah, saw this dude. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen this dude. I almost saw him uh, wrestle up in a. 
Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment, but I wasn't able to go. But yeah, that's what he's doing. He's going to go into all these tiny rural areas, and he's wearing tights with Hillary Clinton's face all over him and all that. And let's just, it works. It really works. It's got some real cheap heat right there. Oh, man. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just as a side story real quick, just to have some a little bit of fun. Uh, <laughs> wow, okay. One time, mm-hmm. uh, Ben took me to a wrestling show that was in North Florida. Um, in Stark. Yes, in case you don't, we're from we're all from South Georgia, mm-hmm. and we thought South Georgia was redneck, but North North Florida is the most redneck place I've ever been to. It's like it's like South Georgia and North Florida just kind of blend together. Yeah. So we were in line. It was at an Air Force base. This wrestling show was. We were in line. The guy in front of us, no lie, head to toe leather cowboy. There were spurs <laughs> on his boots, and I remember at one one point, me and Ben are just talking, and I made a Blazing Saddles reference, and we became the coolest guys in line. <laughs> they were like, "These guys have seen that movie." <laughs> yes. Which is so weird because first of all, Blazing Saddles is like a parody of of westerns yeah. and a send up, and second of all, North Florida. Ain't got shit to do with cowboys. Yeah. What? Why? That's an interesting question. Because you saw where Roy Moore was walking around wearing a cowboy hat, carrying his little pissy ass revolver he had, little snub nose. Thir- Listen, man. If you're gonna pull out a gun to try and impress people, don't pull out a little snub nose thirty eight pea shooter. No one's impressed by that. <laughs> and then he's like riding a horse to the poles. Yeah. What the fuck does Alabama have to do with cowboys? Why is Southern stuff associated with cowboys for some reason? Would you guys support? A political candidate. Let's say like they're they're at a debate, mm-hmm. and it doesn't it doesn't matter what party you are, and th- th- they're talking, and one guy's like, "Well, I bet my dick is bigger than yours," and he just pulls it out on TV. Would wow. you support that guy more or less? I don't know if I would support him, but I would definitely respect him. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going for the support more category. Well, that happened already. Remember in the Republican primaries, Ted Cruz implied that Donald Trump had a small dick. And Donald Trump said there's nothing wrong down there. He literally said yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> nothing wrong there's down nothing there. There's nothing wrong down yeah. here. Everything's wrong up here. Yeah. With my tiny hands. <laughs> also, Ted Cruz shouldn't make those kind of allegations because no. I don't. I think he is a Ken doll. No, Ted, well, Ted Cruz doesn't have a dick because he's a he's a he's a cockroach wearing a human skin. Yeah. He's like that fucking guy from Men in Black. <laughs> he just like is wearing his human suit. His favorite food is soup. Soup. His wife. Ben. His wife once decided to humanize him by telling a funny story about him bringing home a trunk full of soup to the house because it was on sale. Yeah, that was the funniest story she can think of about her husband. Yeah, that's such a white story too. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget that part during the debate where he fucking got some kind of weird crud on his lip and he ate it like a fucking lizard. <laughs> In the yeah. middle of his fucking... Did not stop talking to eat this weird thing that came out of his mouth back into his body. <laughs> this motherfucker, I'm telling you, is not human. Mm-mm. No, not at all. Also, there was some... There was some you sent me a, a link to a video on Twitter this week that didn't get a lot of traction, but I thought was kind of big, was that Bernie Sanders is going to run again? Yeah. Running in 2020. 2020, Bernie Sanders is coming back. And that's... Yeah. And Ben was a Bernie supporter? Yeah. I was? Yeah. You were? Yeah. I voted for him in the primaries. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And... And Bernie, he he has a little bit of that bridge. He do, he has a lot of socialist tendencies while also remain, remaining, you know, in the democratic liberal space, and would be a great stepping stone mm. to get this nation to a better place, in my opinion. Yeah, what I really liked about Sanders is like you could tell that unlike most people, he truly cared about people, yeah. and you could see that just like in the way he talked, his actions, just uh, everything he everything he was trying to accomplish, you know. And he was so human because you could tell. You could tell he was fed up. You could tell mm-hmm. that he was just as tired as we are of dealing with all the shit we have to just for living in America, and he wants to try to make it better. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, 
he he's getting really old. But first of all, Donald Trump is super old too. Yeah, Donald and Trump. so was Hillary Clinton. Like yeah. everyone in that fucking field who made it to the very end parts was an old motherfucker. Yeah. Mm. But the thing is, is that I'm worried about who's going to come after Bernie Sanders because who is holding that torch uh, for 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 a left in the Democratic Party? Who is I mean young? Who is there? There's well, you got Bernie and Elizabeth Warren who are both pretty old. Yeah. And but lately, as we saw a couple a couple months ago. Democratic socialists are able to win elections, and especially with, this will be in 2020. There will be more elections by then. If more Democratic socialists can kind of rise in status, there has to be at least one or two of them that are young and have the right ideas that can be popular and get, get to the, the right platform eventually, especially with maybe if Bernie Sanders takes somebody under his wing or just tries to help these, these young socialists out. To try and get us to a better place. Yep. And you're listening to this, and you're not already a member. Join join the Democrat Socialists of America. I'm a member. But don't go to DSA.com. Don't do that. Because that is um, taken by dime-sized assholes. Yeah. And I wish this was a joke. I really wish I was making this up right now. They're not lying about the title, though. They really are ben, dime-sized assholes. Ben likes DSA.com. He's a subscriber. <laughs> of course. He didn't, yeah. know, he didn't even know Democratic Socialists existed, but he yeah. loves dime-sized assholes. Yeah, I just renewed my subscription last night. <laughs> It's like there was one time when I worked, when I was a kid in high school, I worked at the pawn shop, and they brought in all these DVDs, and I saw one that was titled NWA, and I was like, oh, cool, I like NWA, so I popped it in the DVD player. There's, By the way, there's nothing on this DVD. It's just a, ti- a case with a DVD in it, and it, I found out that apparently what that actually meant was no white ass, and it was porn, mm. and so I, I learned a couple things in acronyms <laughs> and how they work. Yeah, they, so, can mean, they can mean anything. They can mean anything. So you learned a valuable lesson that day. I did, I did. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, we I want to talk about something yeah, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. I want to second, talk about a story. This is, we're going to go back to our roots here on Lino's podcast, one of the first things we ever talked about, which is loot boxes, because things are changing on that front. Yes. There is a, a piece of legislation in California right now making its way through the, uh, uh, the upper, uh, what do you call the shit, chambers of government, where... They want to ban loot boxes from being sold to children, which in effect would ban them for everyone because you could not possibly discern between a child and, a, and an adult yeah. online. And companies are seeing this and they are fucking shitting their pants yeah. because loot boxes are being pulled down across the board. Like Battlefront 2 is not even going to bring them back for the most part. They said uh, Call of Duty World War 2 is worried. Fucking everyone is, is panicked about this because Anthem Anthem, Anthem was going to be built on fucking loot boxes. They are probably fucking running, they're in crisis mode 24-7 right now. <laughs> because people forget that there aren't that many laws regulating video games. All the all the rules come from the ESRB, which is a non-government body. Yes. They self-regulate to prevent these laws from going into effect, which could have worse consequences for everyone, which is bullshit because a lot of the rules they put in are insane. It's like the MPAA for movies. Yes. The ESRB does this, but they're basically shitting their pants over the idea that they could get loot or any kind of loot box banned. So they're, I mean, we're probably going to see a huge downturn in loot box. Uh, yeah, and it's really good. I was actually trying to explain this to a, a former coworker of mine the other day. And he was like, well, he, he, he's like, I don't like loot boxes either, but like, what grounds are they trying to ban these on? And one of the big ones is, uh, first of all, gambling mm-hmm. for minors, um, which of course, like you said, would also ban it for adults because... How do you regulate that? You can't just do a drop-down box like we all did for MySpace when we were in fourth grade, you know. Um, and also, um, unethical business practices is one thing. Like, something we we talked about endlessly is it shouldn't be legal 
to f- release an unfinished product and then charge people more and more and more just to get what they want out of the product because that's yeah. never how it's been in the past for video games. Yeah, and I think I think it's it's cool that things like that are happening. And I think it's really weird that it's things are happening faster for video games than they are for like the actual systemic problems in our nation. Yeah. But I'm glad, I guess I'm glad something's happening. I mean, <laughs> I guess nothing can happen. Yeah. What are your thoughts on loot boxes? Uh, loot boxes. Uh, like I, I per, like my brother, he's really, uh, he's way more into the battlefront series than I am. I played a little bit of the first one. Well, yeah, the first one on PS2 and the one that came out a few years ago. And, uh, while it was kind of limited, I did like the, the leveling up system they had like the more you played the more you leveled up and you would unlock every uh, yeah that one uh, didn't have loot boxes yeah, yeah yeah that one didn't have any loot boxes but this one at this point it's not games used to be so simple you know you pop it in you win a level oh here's some cool stuff for beating this level and here's some in-game currency you build that up you want to buy this now you're just saving up in-game currency to buy loot boxes and you don't even know what you're going to get with those like it's just really random you may not even get anything you need you're just saving up uh, all all this in-game currency, and then you may not even yeah. get and, what you need, and it's, it's bullshit. And it takes so long to grind for the in-game currency, some yeah. people just spend their real money, their hard-earned money, they've already spent $60, $70 on this game, and now they're going to put more into it just mm-hmm. to try and make have more fun because they're not allowed to have fun from the base game. Yeah. yeah. Like, games are never truly finished anymore. No. Like, they basically, like, oh, this is close enough. We'll put it out there. They're... We'll release a patch later on. Yeah. It's like, and then here's everything else. Here's all these other modes you can buy later on. Like, I have no problem with DLC. DLC's fine. But just having to grind, you know, either you go ahead and buy this now with real people money or you can grind and then get a chance to, uh, you know, get yeah. this thing you want instead of actually just outright getting it. And so. the, the bastions right now of complete games are indie games. You know, mm-hmm. one, one game that came out this year that people talk about how they made a complete game for cheap. I know you're a big fan of it. Cuphead. Yes. It was a game that had not only had a cool style, but it was a complete game that you can get for $20, sometimes even $17. No loot boxes, no DLC, just a fun game. Yeah, and it's games, hard as fuck. Games like <laughs> Cuphead and Stardew Valley, and I, I said the word Bastion earlier. Games like Bastion yeah. are are what is keep what keeping me playing games. Oh, and of course Nintendo games. Nintendo will forever continue to be the best game company there is because they know how to make good fucking games and they don't try and nickel and dime you. Yeah, and that concept of of releasing unfinished games and and putting out more content on a like, like Destiny top stuff is called games as service that's yes. their that's their new model of a game isn't a product anymore it's a service that you buy and we continually give you stuff as long as you give us money for it and it's i mean it's bullshit in my opinion mm-hmm. I, I i don't enjoy it i'm maybe i'm just old school like you said games used to be released they were done you put the disc in then you play it and i'm fine with dlc like you said that's okay that's that's fine as long as it's like extra stuff and not Things that should have been in the game yes. from the beginning. Yeah, and fairly priced. Mm-hmm. Well, like, what was it? It was like a, a Street Fighter uh, versus, what was it? Capcom versus Marvel game where some of the characters that were on the disc ready to go were locked, locked behind, behind DLC, DLC you had to buy later on because the file was like one kilobyte in size. Yeah. It was just, hey, yes, let them use Shumagorath or something. <laughs> yeah, that's what always kind of pissed me off because uh, whenever because whenever I play a wrestling game and it's like, oh, DLC, get this character, all right, sweet. Uh, click on it, downloads in five seconds. So, 
this was already on here. Yeah. And you, basically, the, it was locked. And basically, for nine ninety nine, you just gave me the key. It's like, all right, it's open. Let them free, guys. Yep. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's, it's always bullshit. I'm sorry. I, I, I miss the good old days where you could just slide in a floppy disk. You yeah. know. Wait, you miss those days. <laughs> wait 10 minutes for the game to load. You mean slide in 18 floppy disks <laughs> to install a 100 megabyte game. Yeah, I remember playing... Uh, uh, what was it? Pathways into Darkness on the the school's Apple computer when I was a kid, and we were like, "Why are we allowed to play this? Like it's just shooting like like zombies and shit and and fighting Nazis at one point. Why is this allowed in the school?" Speaking of shooting zombies and fighting Nazis, mm-hmm. let's get back to our point. The Millennials Podcast. We're here. We're on the left, and I want to know right now. So we asked you what you thought about capitalism, more mm-hmm. specifically. What do you think about wealth inequality? What 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 do you think is is it a problem? And is there a solution? Uh, just, I just want to know. Uh, I do feel like now there is definitely a bigger gap between the wealthy and the middle class than there is that you're either either you're right there in the middle or you're way up there. And mm-hmm. uh, just trying to trying it's to collect okay. my thoughts here. It's all good. So. Yeah, basically, the means of production and every everything in America are controlled by corporations and rich people, mm-hmm. and they use they they use their wealth to press the lower and middle classes into submission and live by their will. Because if we don't, we don't have any other options. Except for my idea for the the solution, and this probably isn't going to be a ridiculously popular opinion, but violent revolution. In America is uh, my my favorite option to to do this. Let's treat let's treat the whole country like the Lakers just lost, and <laughs> or one either or one. one. Yeah, and we'll they'll ride either way. Yeah, and we'll just let's just burn stuff down and let's not take it anymore. I love what's happening right now because one of the hosts of this podcast is deciding to. I guess post on a message board instead of engage in the conversation. I was trying to find an article about this that I wanted to talk about. Oh. Thank you very much. Oh, so I can get called up from my phone, but you can't. Okay. Mine was silent. You could. Mine didn't okay. go off the little podcast. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I guess. I just <laughs> want to bring up an article I saw. This is this is an interesting thing. So we were we were mentioning some of our favorite billionaires, mm-hmm. rogues gallery of uh, evil motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos has a hundred million dollar, hundred billion dollars. Sorry, in the bank. But recently, have you heard about Amazon Flex? You heard about this? Uh, a little bit. Where employees of Amazon now deliver ve- deliver packages in their personal vehicles. Mm. Yeah, and they're not allowed to take rest breaks, so you're sitting there and t- trying to take a shit. They have to piss right? in bottles. Piss in bottles to make the, to make the the, the 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 timelines for delivering these packages. While Jeff Bezos shits in a golden fucking toilet and eats solid blocks of human growth hormone mm. to get jacked, like. What what who, where's justice in that situation? Yeah, and it's it's just more it's just the rise of things like Uber and Lyft and this new program from Amazon Flex, where these companies are just trying are outsourcing their work to regular people and making them take it take it about as not a nine to five but as a pay as you go job, mm-hmm. and you still have to put a lot of work in just to make what you what you regularly make it a good job. Basically, just trying to cut corners and convince everyone that what they're doing is a good thing. It's like, ah, don't, don't worry about us. You can just use your own car. Just hop right on in and deliver that shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you know what? Now, if they leave the keys under the mat, you can just walk right into their house and just leave it on, on the table. <laughs> there was a literal thing. They had that fucking, like, what's it called? That doorbell thing. It's Amazon like, Key. 
the key where the, they're going they want they, they want to let the drivers come into your home and put the package in there like holy shit dude why <laughs> the onion had a really good article that was like amazon now offers a service where drivers can come in and just shoot you in the head <laughs> what it's feeling like yeah, isn't that what would happen like no i mean worker solidarity and all but some of y'all are some weird motherfuckers i don't want to yeah. like coming in like smelling my underwear or stealing my my, my fucking bars of soap all right yeah <laughs> and that's another kind of interesting thing we kind of talked about um a couple days ago was uber mm. how they're they they have been hit with some pretty pretty big charges of like corporate espionage and like foreign espionage and weird stuff and it's and it's really funny because Uber is a very evil company. They they have a lot of evil business practices. Yeah, use Lyft instead, guys. Use Lyft. Lyft still has evil business practices. A little a little bit nicer about it than Uber, but and the, and the whole thing about any of these companies, Uber and Lyft, Amazon, all that, is that like let's say that this stuff hits Uber really hard and Uber has to shut down, mm-hmm. and it's so it's so bad because I mean, of course Uber doesn't treat its drivers very well. Um, but it would suck that some people who use Uber as their main source of income or even a supplement to their income would lose their job because some corporate assholes decided to just do whatever the fuck they wanted and fuck around on people's lives, you know? Yeah, yeah that kind of reminded me of what happened in uh, Austin, Texas uh, last year. Uh, I went down there for an undergraduate conference at, back in back in around April, and I had to take a bunch of Uber and Lyft all over the place, and they were constantly talking to me about this new law that, was, that they were going to vote on. And uh, basically, if this law passed... Uh, it would require Uber and Lyft drivers to basically do back tra- background checks like taxi drivers do, and uh, they went. And the company said that if that this thing passed, they were going to pull out. It passed, and both Uber and Lyft pull out, leaving Austin without any without anything other than cabs and all that. So they had to try to make it on their own. They tried to create a few new apps and uh, services and all that. It, they're all back now, but just when it yeah. originally happened, they just up and left you know it just shows how much people kind of defend i mean depend on ride sharing services like yes yeah. and just corporations in general you know once they pulled out people were on the street for a while and had yeah. to figure something else out yeah pretty much the corporation making the decision for you and you not making the decision for them it's like wait do we not get a say in this like are you just gonna pull out and just leave us out in the street you know ben there used to be a way to to to, to make your voice heard it was called the union Mm. It's called a union. Yeah. Ask me. It's the union that fucking works for you. Yeah. But no, like California again, another piece of legislation making through making its way through their 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 law system is they want to force Uber and Lyft and other ride sharing companies to classify their workers as employees and not as independent contractors. Yes. Then require them to give them like benefits, minimum wage payments, you know, all the health insurance and stuff that got to come with it. And Uber is terrified of this because it would absolutely destroy their profit margin because they're yes. a company built on fucking you over with evil. So if that happens, if it goes through, Uber will probably just stop in California entirely. Yeah, uh, if I can take this back to wrestling really quick. Uh, yeah. that, this is basically what they do uh, in the WWE. All the Every wrestler, all the performers, perf- yeah, all the performers they're uh, classified as independent contractors. So they don't really get any health insurance or anything. They don't really get benefits, you know, so when they get injured, like, sure, like, they'll they'll help you with it a little bit, but you're not just given flat-out 
health insurance. You yeah. Know? Well, I mean, it's a company where the, the people whose their jobs are to throw each other around all the time and get hit. Why the fuck are they getting health insurance? Yeah. What if I you know. get fucking injured? Yeah. What are you gonna do? I yeah. know. I, think, I mean, Uber is very similar, and I mean, a lot of the Uber is biggest in places like California and New York, where there's a lot of busy streets and accidents can happen at any time. And the fact that you're just you you own a company that lets people go out into this world for you for your name, and you're not even gonna protect them if something bad happens is a little ridiculous when you actually think about it. But of course, that's because we let corporations and the 1% and the rich control us and do whatever they want Mm. because they control the government and we don't. Yeah. Uh When are we going to get the Uber serial killer? When is that going to fucking happen? I'm pretty sure there's probably already been one. At least a small time one. Yeah, there's probably Um, some dude right now murdering people. And the thing is, I'm not sure about you, the guy in front of me, my brother. Yeah. Um... But I'm starting to feel some leftist energy yeah, come off of it. our guests I'm here. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. He's he's shitting on the corporations. He is. He Liberals is. love corporations. Yeah. I just want to point that out. It's true. Well, because here's the thing. A lot, a lot of the, the problems in America uh, uh, come from the fact that our country is so incredibly right-leaning uh, compared to the rest of the world. Like, people from other countries that I've talked to who talk about our politics... They were like, your liberal party would be our conservative, conservative. party here yeah. in our country. Yeah. Like, they're our crazy people for us. <laughs> yeah. And then the people who we consider Republicans would be like the most insane fringe groups in like the UK and France and stuff. And there's no equivalent here for us of their li- their left-leaning parties. They, yeah. don't, they don't exist. It's just not... Yeah. It's nowhere. We're getting. We're getting there. We're getting there. Hopefully, we can pull um, the thing. Left. I'm saying we are getting there. Oh well, yeah, we're getting <laughs> we're, there. We're, we're there. What's well, the Alino's podcast is here to do? Yeah, to build a grassroots movement of people who, <laughs> who are fed up with the liberals and the conservatives and are ready to move on into into a, a brighter future. Yeah, brighter of. tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, it's like. Our politics are so right wing, and no one thinks about it at all. Like no one realizes that that uh, it's so different from the rest of the world because we never had a true, you know, labor movement here that won any victories. You know, when did it last happen? The New Deal, like what was that? And that was a compromise between, yeah. between the mm-hmm. between the left and the right. So, I mean, we don't have that legacy other people do. You know what I'm? You know what I'm ready for? Mm. No more compromises. Yeah, let's take them out. No more. No more of this bipartisan bullshit. No, no more of that. Let's, let's get rid of it. The, the, the Republicans don't compromise. No, they don't that's the thing. They don't is, compromise on shit. If they had to compromise, then maybe bipartisanship would be fair. Mm. But it's not. It's Democrats who want to move... Who, and some progressive, the most progressive people who want to move things forward, who have to constantly make compromises to keep us right where we are. Yeah, and it's just hard to compromise nowadays because both sides are just so far on the other side yeah. that each each person wants the complete opposite of what the other person wants. So it's just hard to meet in the middle. It's yeah. hard to come to an agreement. Because there is no middle. Yeah. Middle's a lie. There is no Malcolm in the middle anymore. Okay. Well, then. Well, you, 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 are, <laughs> you are now the third host. You, you just earned earned the spot with that joke. But think about, you, think about this, though. Think about the difference between what we saw in 2016 with the Hillary Clinton and the Trump campaigns. Clinton was constantly saying, we're going to have to compromise. Let's be realistic. We're going to do this thing. We're going to have to make, make things different we can't get our dreams whereas trump was promising people whatever they want we're gonna build a fucking wall we're gonna kick out all the illegals we're gonna nuke the fucking middle east and like he he promised all this shit and gave them what they wanted and proved that people will believe you when you say i'll give you whatever you want we're not going to compromise yeah People don't care about realistic projections of what's going to have to happen. And even, like, after it was over, there's, like, these weird, dude, there's, like, these weird Twitter accounts that pretend Hillary Clinton is president. Mm -hmm. And one of the tweets was, like, like saying, 
um, Hillary Clinton is fucking president or some shit was like, yeah, today we fucking, we, we said Donald Trump was an idiot and we signed a bipartisan uh, uh, tr- uh, infrastructure agreement with Mitch McConnell. And I was like, even in your wildest fantasies, <laughs> yeah. you still think you're going to have to agree to a bipartisan agreement. With Mitch McConnell. <laughs> fucking the turtle who has to kill people to get a boner. Oh, people... <laughs> That was hilarious. That was hilarious. Did you see that, Ben? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Oh, that was too good. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, and and that, I didn't know these Twitter accounts are pretending Hillary won. That is just a whole new level of, you are in some real denial here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're pretending that Hillary is president in your life. And that's whole, your president, my president, that is the dumbest term ever. Uh, your, your president did that, no. That's uh, not how it works. Trump is everybody's president. Trump, Trump is our president. You get to fucking we can't with control it. it, you know? No. Trust no. me, if, I, if we could, we would. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but, I mean, we're stuck, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, okay, man, this is a this is considered a conspiracy theory among some, but right. we believe it to be complete fact. If okay. you listen to last week's episode, we kind of mentioned it, is that year, year and a half ago, however long ago this happened, the DSA fucked over Bernie Sanders. No. Hmm? The DNC. DNC, not DSA, sorry. The DNC. <laughs> not, DSA something. is great. Yeah. DNC <laughs> fucked over Bernie Sanders and gave Hillary Clinton the nomination despite him being more popular. Because of superdelegates. Because of these superdelegates, which are basically just designed for the candidates that the DNC want to win to win. They, they didn't want another Mondale, as they said. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. too old for you. Mondale got his ass blown the fuck out by Reagan. He only won, I think it was two states in the goddamn union. So Yeah. Mm. And we, I, I was just wondering... Do you do you think uh, this conspiracy theory is true, or do you think that it was it was fair how Hillary Clinton got the nomination? No, I definitely think there was some bias there. I definitely feel like they were like, oh, we'll let Bernie run with us, but Hillary is the person we're gonna go for. And when they saw things were kind of neck and neck, you know, they're like, oh shit, all right. And then they just, you know, with the superdelegates and all that, they they were definitely leaning more towards Hillary because I felt like they were more confident. And her being able to take down Trump. And now, as we can see, that was not the case. I mean, they were just so confident about it, too. You know, like, even on SNL, they're like, oh, we're just going to say it. Our next president, Hillary Clinton. And now everyone's, like, eating their words. Yeah. Even I thought it. Even I yeah. bought into it. I was like, oh, of course she'll beat Trump. America's not that crazy. You know what I call that? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I'm going to call that to our worst episode. I call that. Jedi arrogance. Yeah. That's what it was. They were the, the Democrats were the fucking Jedi and believed that they could put all their hope in Hillary Clinton and there's no way she could lose mm-hmm. because they're more they're more rational, they're smarter. We they go low, we go high. They believed that was going to work and they were fucking wrong. We've got Robbie Mook with his laser abacus telling us, "Yes. We only need to get this many voters. That'll get us exactly 51% of the vote. We're done, people." Yes. And what happened? It fucking fell apart. That is a, that is a literal thing. They were they were in some little like county saying, "We only no no, don't knock on every door. Just knock on 30 doors because you only need 15 people to vote for us to win so as long as you do the 15 people we're done so don't do everything you can just do the bare minimum yeah and look what fucking happened yeah look and, what happened and trump just all he did was go out and say things that certain parts of america were just for yeah and he promised to represent parts of america that that hillary Clinton made no promises to and even though he's not fulfilling any of those promises, it worked just to get him elected. That's yeah. all. He, no matter how much we make fun of Donald Trump, he was actually good at campaigning. He knew what he was doing. His yeah. team knew what they were doing. Yeah, they, he only went to the places that he knew they were going to vote for him. Exactly. They and didn't he, need any more convincing or co- coercing. 
Yeah, I mean, he's good at fucking campaigning because he's still fucking campaigning. He's still having <laughs> rallies for some reason. Yes. Yeah. He won a year ago. Can someone explain these rallies to me? <laughs> it's very, it's very, it's very like, uh, uh, alarming to me to think about other countries that have rallies in the middle of a president's term. It's generally countries that have a very shitty democracy yes. that's been the same guy for 27 years as in president. And just today, they had, they had that fucking... A lich Kellyanne Conway out there, that undead wizard from the fucking Middle Ages, <laughs> saying that that fucking uh, uh, that Mueller and his team are going to attempt a coup in America. You don't like it's crazy because we don't say the word coup. We just don't like no. that's some shit that some tin pot fucking democracy in South America that we fucking prop up with the blood money says. We don't say that. It's wild the way things are shifting, and we're letting them. We're just letting people say and do all kinds of crazy shit constantly. Yeah, and he he Donald Trump just has this collection of Lovecraftian creatures like Kellyanne Conway and another one being uh, Sarah Huckabee Sand. Is that her name, Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Now, who just will literally take anything he says and not they they try to make it sound good. And it almost it basically sounds worse, and they play it off as if they're doing the as if he's doing the right thing and the administration's doing the right thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and it's just because like, I guess the paychecks were that good, or they're just that crazy that they just really think that they can just keep pushing this on America and no and everyone's just gonna let them get away with it. You know? Yeah. Is that is we're we're at this weird uh, moment where you know they're just openly lying to us and they're like, no, we're not lying. You know, we're we're saying it's like, no, you, you we have proof you were lying to us. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's no, what I'm saying. No, like I said, November 9th, they stopped having a lie about being awful. It's true. They stopped because the government did has always been lying to us constantly. It's never been there wasn't a president who was transparent. Even and, back when America was great. Yeah, it was like uh, me and Seth Lord disagreement says that I'm not a fan of Obama. I don't like Obama. I think that he fucked things up for everybody by not dealing with the 2008 financial crisis in the correct way. I mean, well, sure. I just saw a paper the other day from the the People's Pub Policy. Uh, project. They're the only leftist uh, uh, policy house or policy shop in Washington, D.C. And they, they had a published a paper which was called The Destruction of Black Wealth Under the Obama Administration. And it yeah. shows you in stark terms how much money black people lost from 2007 to 2016. It is devastating how much money has just disappeared from those communities. Oh, yeah. Because of... And I'm not saying they did it on purpose. Obviously, you know, they don't, they don't do these things on purpose like the Trump administration is doing. But they took a, they took a tack to these things that did not help even when people said it will not help, it'll make things worse because they knew they had to pay off their buddies, the donors who got them into their position, and they just fucked everything up for everybody. Like, like think about it. Who who went to jail in 2008? Who got put in prison for that financial crash? Mm. Nobody. Exactly. Because no one went to jail. They didn't jail any of the bankers or the financial executives or any of these fucking CEOs well, that's who not, caused it. That's not different. Under anybody. Right, yeah. That's how it's, it's always like, been. It's like, again, you didn't... Like, people talk about how, like, oh, things got better. They really didn't, though. We had a minor bounce back from our recession, and yeah. we did sort of, like, de-escalate our forever war. But what's happening? We didn't leave, and we're going back in now to these places. Yeah. And once again, I mean, not that Obama is, like, my favorite politician ever. Because, first of all, we don't even align a lot on a lot of political stuff. He's not as left as I am. He was probably as left as I was back when he was president, probably. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I just, that's just how it is. I know he doesn't agree with me on a lot of stuff, but I think, I do think he did as best as he could for some of the stuff that he was being pushed for. And he he, he tried to do health care for us. 
he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it the way it was supposed to. You know, where it should just be everyone gets healthcare for free no matter what. Yeah, he let the the companies write the the fucking thing and then conceded to their yeah. publicans on everything for a Which year. Which once yeah, again, he did his best. once again, he had to concede though. He because he's a Democrat and he wanted to at least make some progress. He yeah. had to concede and compromise with them, which sucked and it really sucked for him. And you know he had eight years where he he really couldn't get a whole lot done because of all these compromises. And we're really and that's because we've really reached the point where now more than ever corporations are controlling our politicians and there's not much anybody can do about it except for violent I mean, revolution. Yeah. And, and not and not for much money either. Did you see the list that was released of like how how much money? Uh, every politician got yeah. from like uh, ISP. We talked about this. Like one person was like twelve thousand. Like that's all it took was twelve thousand dollars. That won't even pay off my student loans. That won't even pay off your soon to be internet bill. Yeah, you know. The fucking Ted Cruz wrote a tweet the other day calling people who were for net neutrality snowflakes. Did you see this? Oh my god. And first of all, we were like, yeah, dude, we can see clearly here where Comcast paid you $56,000 to write that fucking tweet. And second of all, why are you using the word snowflake? First of all, you're old as shit. And second of all, are we going to just like now refer to our enemies as snowflakes? Has that? I, mean, I remember snowflakes coming out when Gamergate happened as like a, like a, a crazy right-wing Nazi frog insult to people. And now our politicians are using the word snowflakes seriously. And see, I have reappropriated snowflakes. So whenever I get into a political argument or a conversation with somebody, I introduce myself as a safe, safe space snowflake. Mm. So they'll immediately know that I do know what they're going to say about me and I don't care. I'm Eminem at the end of 8 Mile. Is it people <laughs> who who say they want safe space or don't want safe spaces are the ones who really want the safe space? Yes. Yeah. And me and you had the same conversation the other day when we were mm-hmm. driving together. Yeah. It's like, it's pretty much, you know, like, uh, cons- p- conservatives, they're saying, oh, you need your safe space, you snowflake, poor liberal. But then when you dare to, you know, make fun of their president, they get all up in arms about it, you know? Yeah. And then you see the things that they want to, that people who want the safe spaces, as they call them, to, to, to have. And they, like, they make you think that they want to be like, talking about, like, we can't say gender pronouns anymore because we're getting rid of sexes and gender. And really, it's just like, hey, don't say I, don't say I should die, you know? Yeah. Don't yeah. say that you want to yeah. kill all gay people. Also, or just, if somebody, it's not like, First of all, the amount of people who want you to use different pronouns for them is a very small part of the population right now. And second of all, it's not that hard. You're still going to call most people he or she, Mm -hmm. but some people are going to prefer something that maybe you don't want to call them at first. Get used to it. It's not hard at all. I've done it. It's not... Yeah, nothing. yeah. If someone's really adamant about it, you know. Just yeah, just go along with it. Don't don't try and fight it. You know, it's not hard. It's not asking you to do any extra work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially like with the whole Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas thing that's going on. Do you guys think there's a war? The on Christmas? war. No, there is a war on Christmas. Let mm-hmm. me tell you. Yeah. Oh my God, that is another one of those things. It's it's another one of these what I like to call abstractionary politics. It's one of those things, especially around this time of the year. Presidents and you, like any right wing and left wing politicians can use to distract you from what else is going on. Trump can keep talking about the war on Christmas, but he can keep fucking fucking you over with everything else because he wants you to get mad about one thing and not the other. That's the whole thing. That's my whole belief system is that the one percent pu- they push small things on. They push religious differences, race differences, gender differences, uh, small things like the Christmas thing. They push those on you so you'll only fight each other and never fight them. And yeah. it's not gonna be it's not gonna be until we get past all that stuff. And we realize who the real enemies are. That we're really going to get major progress in our country once we realize that they gave us all this stuff. It's there. It's going to be their heads on a stake. You know, there are folks that are mad that that Starbucks does the whole Happy Holidays thing. Yeah. They do like the regular gender, like neutral cups or whatever. Gender neutral cups. Gender neutral cups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're transgender cups. They're, they're not blue or pink. No. Yeah. Um, they're non-binary <laughs> cups. Yeah. But 
there's a guy who, or a person who was like, yeah, what you should do is go to, go to Starbucks and, and when they ask for your name, say your name's MAGA Trump. And then when they call it out several times, they don't come up there. Make them keep yelling MAGA Trump through the store. Or the other one I'm was like, Merry Christmas. Tell, yeah. tell them your name is Merry Christmas. I'm like, okay, but you're, give, you're giving money to the corporation to do things you don't like. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, you're helping. Yeah, it's like that scene in Straight Outta Compton when uh, the bus is passing by all those people burning their records and they're like, it doesn't matter. They paid for them already. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. And also, I've been to Starbucks before. They're not going to say it, right? They're going to say, yeah. Major? Megatron? Megatron. Is Megatron out there? <laughs> major Tramp? How about, Is there about, a Major Tramp? Mary Crom Stops. Mary Crom Stops. Where are you at? Forget it. It's not going to help at all. It's like coffee. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I, I, uh, I didn't watch it, but I watched someone review it. There's a whole movie about this called Christmas with a Capital C. It's made by Pure Flix. Same people who make the God's Not Dead movies yes. and all that. Yes, I heard of this. Yeah, and basically, it takes place in this tiny-ass town starring, I uh, can't remember his name, but he's from Married with Children, not Al Bundy, but uh, the husband of their neighbor. Oh, I can't remember later. his name. No, the guy's not famous at all. That's oh. a deep pull. Yeah, uh, Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah, Jeff Jefferson is his name. Yeah, yeah. starring him. And uh, basically, he's the mayor of this tiny town. They're getting all their Christmas decorations set up. Everything's happy, hunky-dory. And then this evil businessman, lawyer dude comes in, played by uh, one of the, you know, the conservative Baldwins. I can't remember okay. who it was. Oh, you yeah. mean like seven of the Like, like Bi- Billy? Uh, uh, yeah. Billy Baldwin, uh, Stephen Baldwin, whoever yeah. it is. And uh, he's like, I don't like, it's like, I don't like how you're excluding everything else, you know. So then he starts telling everyone, hey, change this to Happy Holidays. And then everyone else gets upset. It's like, what? No. It's like, the, Christmas is the most celebrated holiday. And it's like, well, there's uh, there's probably other people living in your town, you know, who don't celebrate Christmas. You know, we got, there's Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. Wouldn't you know? So wait, isn't the Baldwin the, the, the reasonable person here? If he's the one who is the good guy in this movie? Well, What's te- happening? Technically, he, he's supposed, like, we would think so, but the way he's presented in the movie, he's presented as this evil, like, this yeah. evil businessman who hates Christians and everything they stand for. I guess for. The, the perspective is that the mayor well, yeah. is the good guy because he wants to uphold Christmas, which mm-hmm. is what it always should be forever, and the businessman is bad because he wants to include more people. I just wonder yeah. how the Baldwin felt about having to play, I guess, a liberal in this case? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, that, that's the thing about a lot of these movies is uh, they present, you know, atheists and, and people that aren't really, uh, that who don't really... So, who don't really celebrate a religion or anything they present them as evil and you know that's just oh, like that's just not not just that but and i think it's god's not dead too mm-hmm. they they also hate if you're religious because there isn't there's that one there's like an arab girl and then they're like a muslim family and like the father like when she get like they're in the car he just like punches her in the face or something like mm-hmm. he's just abusive towards her and calls her like like fucking terrible names and it's just like oh yeah if you're muslim you're awful to your kids and you hate them even though you're still a god-fearing person technically yeah well, that's because that's because christians are really fans of the empire strikes back Yes. And Muslims are fans of Return of the Jedi, and they just can't be, can't you can't happen, you know. And yeah. No one likes the Jews who are who are a New Hope fan. They're a New Hope, so. yeah. And there's a character in the first guy's not dead who's like you know this typical liberal journalist. She has all these like atheist uh, stickers on the back of her car and all that. Of course. And then she gets struck with cancer and all that. All this awful stuff starts Good. happening to <laughs> starts happening to her. And then when she finally repents, you know everything goes away. Then the uh, then the main main antagonist, you know the atheist teacher and all that. At the end. He gets hit by a fucking car. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it Kevin Ow. Sorbo? Yeah, it's Kevin Sorbo. He gets hit. He gets hit by a fucking car uh, near the end of the movie, outside of a, a whatever, like third day concert or something. Oh, new New Boys or whatever. Yeah, whatever fuck, I, Wait, I don't know. So hold on. So God literally sends a car to smite 
The non-believer? No, what's worse is God sends cancer to a non-believer and doesn't take it away until she repents. This is some Old Testament shit right here, yeah, man. This Damn. is a fucking think, yeah. fucked up movie. Yeah, and then people watch this and they think that this is how the world actually works. And like this is this is coming from a Christian myself. Like I consider myself a Christian, but I look at these films and like this this is this is too much. This yeah. is you're you're presenting you're presenting a reality that's not true at all. Yeah. So and I feel, Ben Ben is chill as fuck. Yeah. And he's a Christian. He's chill as fuck, though. He's cool. Yeah, yeah I don't care what you do. Exactly. He, he's just like, whatever. I do what I do. You do what you do. And that's kind of how I think people should be. Why not? We'll all find out who's right when we die. Right? Well, see, on the reverse side, I'm an agnostic. Well, not reverse. Well, I mean, I so am I. Well, yeah, we're with agnostics, and I don't give a shit about Christmas. Celebrate it. Who yeah. cares? Yeah. Ha- happy holidays, Christmas, you can say Kwanzaa. I don't give a yeah. shit. It's fine with me. I don't care. Do whatever you, you want. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care yeah. what you celebrate. It's like, we celebrate Christmas, and we're, yeah, we're not a religious Christmas family. Here. Yeah, it's just like someone saying happy holidays to you, that's not that big of a deal. It's no. not something to get mad about. Yeah, because, I mean, what what if they really just want you to have some happy holidays? Well, wait, hold yeah. on, guys. Happy holidays, H H. A eight Heil Hitler. Of we found course. it. Yes, of oh, course. Exactly. We found it, people. Here it is. That's the reason. Man. People say happy holidays. Nazis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but aren't Nazis good guys now? Aren't they the ones that the right loves? Shit, he's got me on that one. The right yeah. loves Nazis now, so yeah. they're good guy. Yeah. Who bad guy? <laughs> KKK good guy. Stalin is the bad Stalin guy. Stalin bad guy. <laughs> Stalin Mao bad guy. Which even as a communist myself, I can agree. Stalin was a pretty bad yeah. dude. That shit oh, no. did not yeah. I know all. who bad guy is. Oh, okay. Marx bad guy. Karl Marx. Marx. Karl Marx bad Karl guy. Marx? Yeah, definitely. What do you know sure. about Karl Marx? Yeah, uh, what do you know about our boy? <laughs> uh he's a philosopher? He was the original Illennial. He yeah. was not he's he's the OG Illennial. Mm-hmm. He's a philosopher. Okay, you're not off. So, like, in school, like us, you were taught that communism was bad. Of course. It was our yeah. enemy. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. I, was in, I was in his history class. Yeah. Yes, that's what we were taught. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I will admit now that uh, now that I've, like, actually grown up and actually did some stuff, did some studying on my own, I, like, I still personally wouldn't consider myself a communist, but I will admit that, like, events like, or people like Hitler and, and things like Soviet Russia and all that have kind of given the word communist... Uh, it's kind of made it a four-letter word, you know, where when people hear it, like, if they're not educated on the subject, they'll probably immediately think communism, dictatorship, and they don't mm-hmm. want dictatorship, but it's just, it just happens to be, those countries just happen to be communist nations during yeah. during those times. People, like, people a lot of point out, people like to point out stuff like Stalin and Mao as why communism is bad, and those are already bad arguments for me because in a true in in a, if a, a communist a true communist society the people will make decisions and it, there won't be stalin or mao there will mm-hmm. be the people you know but another thing you that's always the problem hear, with his, communism throughout history another thing you always hear is that the nazis were national socialists so socialism is bad yes but the thing is is like north korea's name is a democratic people's republic of korea is it any of those things no Your title you can name them? yourself whatever you want because <laughs> don't forget that the nazis came to power because they were the ones who were willing to ally with capital against the growing communists and socialists of germany and that's why they won was they had the power and the backing of the financial sector to put these people down but they called themselves national socialists just, you know, yeah. as a way to attract people like that. Great example. Generation before the baby boomers. What are they called? The greatest generation. Yeah. <laughs> who, who decided that? <laughs> when, the, when, the, when did we vote they were the ooh, best one? The greatest generation decided that's who. Yeah. yeah. When, when, did we, when did we all get together and say, yep, that that's the best one. That's, yeah. that's when America was great, apparently. If you listen here, you little young punk. <laughs> 
They stormed, they all, each of them personally each. stormed the beaches of, of Omaha, and each of them personally walked across France to go fight Hitler. Yeah. Don't you take shit about the fucking greatest That's generation. That's true. I, I, guess, I guess I can't fuck with them. They're all that. on the beaches of Normandy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they are all, all portrayed in Saving Private Ryan. They're all yeah. there, every single one of them. Mm-hmm. So, we're kind of we're kind of here at the end, right? We're yeah. wrapping up. We're a we're, bit. we're wrapping up. So so and we talked about a lot of stuff, man. I know yeah. it hadn't just been left stuff we yeah. were talking yes. about. We're curious. I know Seth made a lot of big proclamations here about how we're gonna radicalize. We have radicalized. I am gonna go ahead and say that Ben is about to say he's now a hardcore leftist. <laughs> I'm just curious as to to hear sort of uh uh not where you're at now, mm-hmm. but. What do you think is gonna? What do you? Where do you think you're gonna go in the future? Just sort of given what you know about the world and the state of it right now that we're living in. Uh, I'm not sure. It's kind of a hard one. Like I'm, st- like, I'm still believing everything I came in believing uh, before this, but I do definitely see a lot of positives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of things on, you know, like the extreme left, uh, if if that's what you want to call it. Leftist. Yeah, leftist. Yeah. Like, but before this, I didn't even know that there was a difference. You know, I thought a lot of people don't. Yeah, and you know, I definitely, uh, I definitely see some positives there. You know, I may lean that way a little bit, but honestly, you've got some stuff. You got your your hate for corporations. Yeah, I mean, you voted for Bernie. Yeah, and you voted for Bernie. That's a big step. Big step for socialism. Yeah. So honestly, like, if anything, I consider myself closer to a socialist than anything. Of course. But I wouldn't really consider myself, you know, all the way. There, but I can see why okay. you. I can see why you two are. All right, in the editing process, we're gonna ADR in. I'm a hardcore leftist, and he'll be like, like, "Well, we see, I'm a hardcore leftist." leftist. <laughs> can you give us that clean real quick? <laughs> well, I mean, hey, before before uh, uh, eleven nine uh, sixteen, I was a liberal. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it. I was like, "Yeah, Hillary Clinton will win. It'll be great." And then Trump won. And my whole world the same thing. fell I, apart. I wasn't even a leftist until like maybe eight months ago. <laughs> I mean, I voted for Bernie Sanders, which because yeah. I thought I liked his arguments, but I had never thought in my in America we would ever see any sort of like leftist. Like right now, people are saying words like socialism and communism and leftism with a new sense of like like it's okay now to yeah. say these kind of things. Mm-hmm. That's how far the window has shifted, and so. I'm hopeful for the future. Yeah. The more people will start waking up and realizing that the, that the problem is that capitalism is wrong and it needs to be curbed and then eliminated. Because if we're not all trying to get towards like Star Trek as our future, what are, what's the point? Yeah. What are we jerking around here for? Yeah. And oh, go ahead. Yeah, I definitely, you know, after Trump was elected, I definitely stopped, you know, trusting the government a little bit more. You know, I, I always kind of thought, eh, like, they'll figure things out. I, I'm in good hands. And after that, it's like, no. No, not. I am not. But let me tell you about how 9-11 was an inside job. Okay. Okay. All right. Real, real quick, before, All right, Alex Jones. before we do that, we're actually going to end the podcast. But <laughs> yeah. before we do that, we're going to give Ben a second plug, whatever you need to plug real quick. Your social media, your podcast, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at TheBenPowell. I'm working on getting that uh, trademarked as well. I also have a website, TheBenPowell.com. That's just kind of where I post like all my, uh, just, just kind of my online portfolio of stuff, uh, just like little short films I made, things I do. But I also host a wrestling podcast called Southern Smackdown. You can find that on SoundCloud, iTunes, and the Google Play Store. If you wish, uh, I'm gonna be on an episode soon. Oh, nice! He sure. promised me that. Sure, yeah, what, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so you can go to that. Uh, I don't have that many listeners or subscribers yet, but I'm 25 episodes deep. I've already spent a lot of money on this stuff, 
And, uh, you know, we got our first interview coming up soon, so I'm nice. excited about wow, that. Wow, we got ours before you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah me. I think and, we had a guest, not yeah, an interview. Uh, yeah, I guess we had an interview. If we, were, if we had an interview, it would be with someone like Bernie Sanders. Well, no, I'm not going to say that. Uh, it's like someone of importance. Yeah. What's, 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 Bernie Sanders is on next week. Okay. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> shit. <laughs> Just say it. Oh, this snap. is new for me. Did oh, you snap. book this? Like, when? Yeah. Can yeah. I be here for that? Yeah, you, you, you can be here. <laughs> Oh, man. But, But, yeah, um, I'm on Twitter. You can find... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I'm on Twitter at life underscore of underscore Seth. Uh, I'm on there as at MCSurf, S-E-R-F. And uh, this has been another episode of Dental's Podcast. This has been. This has been. It's been. It's been. been. Uh, And so uh, we will see you guys. uh, We'll see you all next week. Bye.